Praise God, it's good to be with you all. I'm excited. Uh, Bianca, I want to bless you with this book. Um, Joe Beakey wrote this book a while back called Developing a Healthy Prayer Life. And I know that you just shared your testimony. And this is 31 Meditations of Communion with God. Joe Beakey is one of my mentors from afar. <laughs> um, I, I love this guy so much. He, he spoke at a conference several years ago about family worship and changed my entire life. And so um, anything that, he's, that I've read that he's written, it's just been a blessing. I just want to bless you for sharing your testimony. <laughs> so we've been talking about the, whole, the Holy Spirit. We were talking about the triune God, Trinity. And we're going to continue to do that today. And then we're going to talk about some things next week. You don't want to miss next week and the week after. The 23rd, we won't be meeting here. We'll actually be I'm doing combined service, I believe, in Elizabeth, but I'll confirm next week at Camp of Jehovah. But uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. I, I feel refreshed. I feel strengthened. Um, Courtney and I and Destin went to a minister's retreat um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. The sovereign God saw fit for me to be off those three days. And um, the organization that we are a part of, actually been inviting us to this retreat for years and my excuse has always been we need to work <laughs> and they so happen to schedule me Monday Tuesday and Wednesday off and so I said God okay I hear you <laughs> and Courtney had this ex you know this passion about going I'm like oh, yeah I'll go and I go and got blessed and and Destin got blessed and he was around strangers and people who didn't look like him and and he just, he just fit, sat right in, in in the middle of Amish town in Lancaster. So um, praise God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. God, I, I can't get us um, express gratitude enough for your goodness. You are so good to us. Oh, Father, even when we are having bad days, you're good in the midst of chaos. Oh, Lord, you saw there was chaos upon the earth. And you said, you know, the earth was void and without form and you spoke. And I thank you for the decrees over our lives and the decrees over this church that they will come to pass even as you have purpose. Oh, God, you have sent your word and you watch over your word to perform it. And I thank you for the word spoken over our lives, the word spoken over this church. Oh, God, I thank you even the word that I preach today that you watch over your word to perform it, and I thank you for doing it, Father. You are so good, you're so awesome. And Father, we stand and we sit in awe of your presence, and we thank you for Jesus, that, that, the son who died for us, the son who was crucified for us, the one who was buried, and the one that you rose again on the third day. We thank you for Jesus, who now sits on the right hand of the Father, whoever lives to make intercession on our behalf. I thank you, Father, that the prayers of Jesus shall not fail, but they shall come to pass. Even as you prayed in John chapter 17, even as Jesus prayed in John chapter 17, that we will be one, even as him and the Father are one. We thank you, Father, for being our Father, though our, our natural Father, biological fathers, may not have been all that they should have been, but you are the epitome of what a father is. 
You father us well. Oh, Father, we thank you. We can call you Father. That the, that the very first thing that comes out of our mouths when we're born again is Abba, Father, Daddy God. And we thank you for being our Father. You adopted us into this family. We were strangers from the commonwealth of Israel. We were far, but the blood of Jesus has drawn us near. And we can come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. And we thank you for the precious Holy Spirit who we're, whom we, we are sealed with. He dwells on the inside of us. We are his temple and he is in us. We thank you for him, that he guides us and leads us into all truth. We thank you that we're not as orphans, but that we have a helper, an advocate, a comforter who's with us forever. Holy Spirit, anoint our minds that we may see truths from your word. As we talk about the leading within, we praise your name in Jesus' name. Give me supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly may know the mysteries of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. The leading within. Many Christians are clueless when it comes to following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Christians are out seeking the will of God for their lives. And many of them are seeking signs. How many know we're not to seek signs? Don't ever pray for a sign. Don't ever pray for the, a sign. The Bible says Jesus told the religious people of his day that those who seek such things, a sign, they were an adulterous and wicked generation. So we're not to seek signs. Say, God, if you want me to do this, let a red car go by. Don't ever pray that. Because the Bible also says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, let me know if I'm going too fast. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says that, the, that Satan is the God of this world. And he reigns and rules under the authority of our God but that he can also make things happen. Some people don't believe that. Just read Exodus, as you have read, because we're reading through the Bible. And as you know, that the scripture that Alan read was from this week. Are you with me? So if you haven't been reading, start today. There's no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. And if you need a personal email from us, with the Bible plan, get you the Bible plan and, and, and print it out and make copies and mark it off. And if you miss a day, don't be condemned. Get on up and do it again. Amen. And as, as, you, as you read through Exodus, you see God performing miracles. And we see that Satan also performed miracles when Moses stood before Pharaoh and he threw down his rod and it turned into a snake. Guess what? Pharaoh's magicians also threw down a rod and it also turned into a snake. So don't be amazed with the supernatural. My old pastor, Brother Lou, used to say there's two rams or two doors to the supernatural, through Christ and through Satan. So just because somebody does a miracle doesn't necessarily mean that they're from God. Just keep that in mind. 
Um, just because somebody give you a prophetic word or a seemingly prophetic word, know that there are familiar spirits and things that are at work. So don't be moved by signs and wonders. But we know that he is a God of signs and wonders. And so we are called to be led by the Bible. The scriptures, the Lord has given us his word to lead us by his spirit. And so the Bible is God speaking to us. So I want you to repeat this. I've been saying this for years and decades, decades now. Um, say this with me. The Bible is God speaking to me. Anytime I want to hear from God, I need to read my Bible. Okay, so every day, the voice of God is waiting to speak to you in the word. Pull out your Bible at break, at lunch break, or at home, or in the mornings, and just take some time to digest the word so that God can begin to speak to you through his word. The second way in which the Lord speaks and leads is by his spirit. We believe in the Holy Spirit, as we declared this morning uh, through our song, the song that this is what we believe, as we also um, recited the Nicene Creed. The Holy Spirit has been sent on the earth to lead us and to guide us. So the Spirit will lead you into the perfect will of God for your life. And one of the many ways that the Holy Spirit leads his children it's through what the scripture talks about is the inner witness. Everybody say inner witness. Inner witness. So we're going to talk about the inner witness a little bit and the, the leading of the Lord, the leading within. The inner witness can be discerned as an inner peace or inner knowing. I don't want us to be deceived when it comes to the leading of the Lord. So let us learn from the Bible how God leads us. This is how we make decisions based on the leading of the Lord. We pray for God to guide our steps. And we need his leading in every decision that we make. So as our text is Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 16. So before we go there, let's go to Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20. I'm going to share from the scriptures about the leading of the Lord. Then I'm going to give you some practical um, applications of how to be led of the Lord and how even this week the Lord led me. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. Though my mind is baited or bath or in the King James, because that's what I grew up in, memorized most of the scriptures in. So I will go between the both. Uh, Proverbs 20, verse 27, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all his innermost parts. King James says the spirit of the Lord is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. In other words, the way that God is going to lead us is by our spirit men, our spirit man. He's going to lead us by our spirits. All right. So this is what a scripture, this scripture is telling us. The way that the Lord illuminates and leads us is through our spirit, man. You know that you're a spirit, right? You don't just have a spirit. You are a spirit. You are, say, I am a spirit. I am a spirit. That's the real you. It's not the physical man. I know we like to dress up the physical man, <laughs> and the physical man needs to be dressed up. But we also are spirit beings, and we feed off of the word of God. Jesus said, my words are life and they're spirit. 
And the, Jesus also said in Matthew chapter 4, man should not live, quoting from Deuteronomy, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So we feed our spirit man on the word of God. So when you neglect and when I neglect the word of God, we are starving our spirit man. I haven't said that in years. So feed your spirit on God's word. Amen. Feed on it. Meditate on it. Read it. Study it and memorize it. And you'll see yourself become more spiritual minded. These are not just mere words. I mean, I read a lot of books. I'm reading three or four books now um, about the Holy Spirit. I'm reading um, Francis Chan, Forgotten God, um, J.D. Greer, um, Jesus Continued, um, J.I. Packer, Knowing God. These are things to help us to understand God better. But they're nothing compared to reading the word when I take the word out and, and I let it fall upon my mind and my spirit. So make sure you're feeding your spirit, man. So this week, as you go throughout your week, remember, feed my spirit. I need to feed my spirit. How do you feed your spirit? Not just through prayer, but through the word of God. Romans 8, verses 14. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 16. Go ahead, go over to Romans. One of the, well, all of the Bible is powerful, but it's this Romans 8 is just profound. I mean, you could literally be in Romans 8 for years and still not touch the surface of what Paul is saying to these, to these believers. Um, there was a, a famous preacher, a well-known preacher, I should say, by the name of Martin Lord Jones, who I love dearly. Um, he spent 10 years in the book of Romans. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't on a Sunday night. It was, I mean, Sunday morning. It was actually, I think, Sunday night or Friday nights that he would teach through the book of Romans. Ten years. That's a long time going through a book. And he, he actually, um, they transcribed all of his sermons into a series. It's a series like this just on the book of Romans. So Romans, are, Romans is important. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 16. It says this, it says, for all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back, to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself, everybody say himself, himself. bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, then fellow heirs or joint heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. So the scripture tells us that as many as are led by the spirit of God, we are the sons of God. Another translation in the Greek, it means that we are the maturing ones. So as you mature in the, in the faith, you should be led by the spirit more and more. Now, many a times God will lead you unconsciously. I love it when he does this. You, you, you've been led and not even knowing that you've been led. That, when God does that, that's amazing. You can look back over your life and you can see the leading of the Lord. One man of God once said this. He said that if you can look back on your life, biblically speaking, and have no regrets 
That's the leading of the Lord. I was like, hmm, let me meditate on that. It took me about 10 years. But I was like, I think, I think he, there's something to that. Because when God leads you, even in the midst of a trial, it's going to be good. As David said, it was good for me to be afflicted. <laughs> so, so even in the midst of our afflictions, we can see the leading of the Lord. God does not leave his children, leave his children as orphans. We're not orphans. Thank God we have um, been adopted into this great family. We have the precious Holy Spirit who dwells on the inside of us. He's not going anywhere. He, he's married to us. He, he's, he's, we are his temple. He's not leaving us. God gave us his spirit. Say, I have the spirit of God inside of me. The Holy Spirit is a real person. He's not a dove. <laughs> he, he, he's not an emotion. He's not tongues. He is a person. He is God. He is the third person of the Trinity. He is alive and well, and he speaks today. Contrary to some, some views, uh, some people don't believe that God speaks today, but he does. Now, whatever the Holy Spirit will say, he will always speak in line with scriptures. He will never speak out, out, out of sync with the word. Spirit of God wants to lead you and guide you every single day of your life. So you need to look to him. Holy Spirit, help me to do my job. Help me to be a good mother. Help me to be a good father. Help me to be a good student. Help me, Father. Help me with the cell. Help me. Strengthen me. Show me what I need to eat. How many know that he will lead you and guide you? Holy Spirit, I have a need. Show me how to believe God for this need. He's been sent to convict us and to bring about the freedom that Jesus died to give his children. Psalm 138, verse 8, that's a scripture that you should memorize. It talks about that the Lord is concerned with all those things that you're concerned with. He, he cares for you. Do you believe that the Lord cares for you? Keep that in mind when you're going through, that the Lord cares for me. Say that with your mouth, that the Lord cares for me. In the midst of your trial, God never promised us a, a bed of ease or a life full of roses every single day, we have to remember that he cares for us, that Jesus cares for us, and he's going to protect us and keep us in the midst of whatever we're going through. If you think that God doesn't speak to individuals today, just read the Bible. You can see how God dealt with humanity over time. If you think God is speaking to you all the time, you also are, you're deceived. God is not always speaking to you. You know, some people are like, the Lord told me to put this dress on. The Lord told me to put this suit on. The Lord told, I mean, Lord told me to eat this bowl of cereal. The Lord told me not to eat. I mean, <laughs> some people get flaky, all right? And we don't want to be flaky Christians. Amen? Um, we, we want to make sure that we're, what we have, we have good God sense. Not just common sense, but God sense. That God is, is not always that deep. You know, every time somebody, oh, I got a vision from God, or God spoke this to me. I mean, I believe God speaks to us more than we want to admit it, but I, it's not in the way that we think that he speaks to us. And I'm going to show you from scriptures. And you never saw Jesus going around saying, oh, the Lord told me to lay hands on you, or the Lord told me. It, 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 was, it was throughout his ministry and throughout his time, and even the church. The church in the book of Acts, you don't see 
God always speaking in an audible voice or this. It, it was throughout time. And so God will, the Holy Spirit will take scriptures and remind you of scriptures in the time of decision making. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh, that's good. That came out of my spirit, man. I wasn't planning to say that. In the time of decision-making, the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance scriptures and how to apply those scriptures. But guess what? If you don't have any scriptures inside of you, there's nothing for him to bring to your remembrance. So if you're deficient in scriptures, maybe he has to get your attention through a dream, which is low communication. High communication is he takes those, communi- those scriptures and he says, this is what I said here. This is what I said. And you get wisdom in the scriptures and how to apply them to your lives. Some people, wanna, they want to sign. It's so much easier to rely on something external, a sign or, or, or a word. Or and You notice that prophecies are not, we're not meant to live by prophecies. Some people run after um, a prophetic gift like Brother Evans, and they, they want a word. I want a word. What is God saying to you? Wow. God, God doesn't deal with us. He doesn't. In the Old Testament, you see they went to the prophets to get words. But in the New Testament, the Spirit is, is, is inside of us. And so we don't need prophets to give us a word concerning the everyday affairs of life. If God does that, great. We embrace that. The scripture tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 not to despise prophecies, but to hold fast to that which is good, to prove all things, to, hold, to not despise prophecy. At the same time, he's given us his spirit, and we can be led by the spirit individually. Amen. 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 So we, we must keep a balance, a, a, a balanced view of the leading of the Lord. We must be scriptural with this subject. We don't want to become, again, flaky in our thinking about the leading of the Lord. Some people always, you know, some people say they feel led or they, they are dream led or prophecy led. But how many know we're called to be spirit led, spirit filled and spirit led? The Holy Spirit will lead you in your quiet times. Outside of the Bible reading program that you're reading, um, on top of that, he'll lead you into different scriptures outside of that program for you individual. Uh, Proverbs, a good, a good basis is to read a Proverbs a day. Whatever day it is, read Proverbs. I'm telling you, Proverbs is full. Is, Proverbs is impregnated with God's wisdom for day-to-day affairs. Read Proverbs for wisdom for the day. And the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance in a time of need a proverb. Read some for uh, a reminder of the awesome and grandness of God. So the Lord is seeking a group of people who are willing to be led by him. The Holy Spirit will lead you every single day. God wants to be God to us. So let me, let's look at some scriptures dealing with us being spirit beings, and then we'll go into what God, the promises of God concerning the leading of the Lord. So go with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. The leading within. Now, if you're not born again, you don't have a leading within. <laughs> so let me clear, clear that up. 
there's no leading inside of you. But if you are saved, or if you're born again, if you have the spirit of the living God inside of you, then you can trust the leading of the spirit within you. Amen. So if you're not saved, there's no spirit inside to lead you. Romans 8 talks about that you're not even considered to be one of God's children if you don't have the spirit of God inside of you. Now, when you got saved, when the Jesus saved you, the spirit of God came inside of you. When you got baptized in the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues, the spirit filled you to overflowing. And he comes upon you for service. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 says, Now, this is a good prayer to pray. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can't resist. Verse 24. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. All right. So a good prayer to pray, just as a rabbit trail, a side note, is that you can pray. Let's say I'm praying for Alan. Lord, I pray that the God of peace himself will sanctify Alan completely, that Alan's whole spirit, soul, and body will be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how you pray scriptures for individuals or pray for yourself. But this scripture, I wanted to extract a truth here that we are a three-part being, that we are spirit beings, we, we, have, we are spirits, we possess a soul, and we live in a body. We are spirit beings, we are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. We are three-part beings. Now, some argue and say that the soul and the spirit are the same, but from scriptures, I'm going to show you a couple other scriptures, they're not. Uh, when Jesus saves us, saved us, guess, the, guess what part of us that got saved? Our spirit man. Your body didn't get saved. Right? Some of us are still dealing with our bodies. Nothing changed about our bodies. If you remember the scripture that says, um, for 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse um, 17, if anyone be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. So when Jesus saved us, our spirit got saved. That's the part of us that became a brand new creation. Now, the Bible says in James chapter one, our soul is being saved. The scripture that says, um, take heed, um, the word of God, receive the word of God with meekness, which is able, the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. You were saved, you've been saved, and you shall be saved. Your, your salvation is in three parts. Past tense, present tense, future tense. Your spirit got saved, your soul has been saved, and your body shall be saved. Romans 8 talks about this is the hope that we got saved under, that our bodies, that one day our bodies will change in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, that we should be just like him, spirit, soul, and body. So we are in the process. Our salvation is not a one-time deal, but it's, it's in three different times, past, present, and future.
Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. There's so much to be said, and I'm so excited, I have to calm myself down. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3. The leading within. Holy Spirit leading us within. You can look to him who lives on the inside of you. When you're facing challenges, look to the one who lives inside of you. Holy Spirit, lead me. Guide me. What shall I do in this situation? And he will. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14, 15, and through 16. This should be familiar with you. This is a scripture that I love to preach about. I love to pray. pray. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. So it's okay to bow your knees. today. This morning, we bowed our knees before the Father, physically. (laughs) Um, It's good to be reminded. Now, granted, you can pray standing, sitting, driving, so forth, but it's nothing like actually bowing. It's that that, that that physical posture is saying that he's Lord and I'm dependent upon him. Now, if you don't bow, if you don't bow your knees, it doesn't mean that you're not saved or you're not in fellowship with God, so don't walk away with that understanding. Well, I got to bow because pastor said I got to (laughs) bow. But it's just... But it's, 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 it's symbolizing what your heart is already doing. That's all. Verse 15 from, okay, it says, for this reason, verse 14, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. So we're named after the Father. The Father's given us his name. It says that, verse 16, that according to the riches, <laughs> the values of, uh, the, the, the treasures of his glory. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a mouthful. Like, Paul, what are you talking about? Reveal to me, Holy Spirit. Anoint my mind to understand the riches of his glory. He may grant you to be strengthened. So it's out of that, the riches, the values, the treasures of his glory that he's going to strengthen us with power through what? Through his Spirit in your what? Inner man or inner being. Okay, so here Paul is praying that that out of the riches and the treasures of God's glory, that he will strengthen us in our spirit man. Just to prove that you are a spirit being. The inner man. Sometimes we, 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 we neglect our inner man. We, we think it's, it's all about our minds, which is where our soul, our soul, part of our soul is where our mind is. But, and we, we, of course, we take care of our bodies or, or, or should take care of, of our bodies. But we see that there is an inner being or inner man that, we, that needs to be strengthened. And when Holy Spirit strengthens your inner man, you can stand against the attacks of the enemy. So your spirit man needs to stand. Um, if you notice that every major decisions that Jesus ever made, he went away to pray prior to the decision. He won the victory before there was a battle. You'll win the victory before the battle if you get on your knees and pray and feed your spirit man. You know, um, people say all the time, I spend time with God. Well, spend more minutes with God. Spend more time with God. 
it will help you to stand in the days ahead. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God will lead you to prepare for battles that you're about to face. But you have to follow his leading as it relates to his word and his prayers and so forth. Go to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. Man, this is good stuff. Not because I'm preaching, because it's the word. It, it's just a, a reminder of the word. I mean, recently the Lord has um, been really dealing with me about praying in the spirit more, praying in the spirit more, praying and, and, and just filling myself up with his word more. And, and I'm at work <laughs> when I have some downtime, praying in tongues. I mean, them jokers cussing all the time. <laughs> I can pray in tongues. <laughs> Let them cuss. I'm going to pray. You know, and, and, and I have to catch myself because I'm praying in, under my breath while I'm dealing with customers. And I remember this one, yesterday, this one customer, he was, he was steaming hot. You charge me extra. And I said, Holy Spirit, help me. <laughs> help me. And, and, and while I went to go inspect the car, I was praying in tongues. Because I'm praying, I'm praying. I'm all, Lord, help me. And when I came back, he had a different attitude. I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I didn't feel like the, 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 I mean, it, it was something. Because this week I got cussed out. At the community college, um, I, the young lady, she came, she had her security dog, I mean, and I, I don't understand that, but she was about to take her test, and she, she just had this dog, so she had to register, and I'm like, man, and so she had an um, a accent, and I'm like, wow, and I'm thinking, I'm trying to be nice, I'm thinking that it's from Australia, you know, and I said, you from Australia? She said, F you, and I was like, oh, <laughs> Lord, help me. Um, I, I don't believe in hidden women, Lord. Um, Jesus, help me. Keep me to the cross. Nail this. I literally had to walk away, and I just prayed in tongues. <laughs> I just prayed in tongues. I said, Lord, help me. And she said, um, I'm sorry, I am from England. And, and I learned a lesson in the midst of that. Never assume where a person is from. Because you don't know what kind of beef that's going on between two countries. And I mean, and so I'm just like, I'm going to say, where are you from? <laughs> Even if I think you're from somewhere, I just, you know. And so I just, I learned uh, in the midst of that <laughs> to, to not go there with it. So that's a lesson from that. <laughs> but I just, I just, just, I didn't know. I thought I was saved until that moment. And I'm like, God, help me. Oh, Lord, you know, I just... You know, and I just walked away and, 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 and just calmed down and prayed in tongues. And, and, and my co-workers were laughing at me. And, and, and I was just like, well, and I told, I did. I said, the old Dwayne would have just um, put on a wife beater and beat her, you know. <laughs> but, but I just, just had to just calm down. And I was just like, Lord, help me. And I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. And I told the young lady, um, co-worker, administrator, assistant, I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, I thank you. I've been praying up to this point just to live out this salvation. And, and, and I, I preached a message about walking with the Holy Spirit last weekend. I got to apply it. I got to live it. Oh, God, thank you. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to lose my job. Thank you, Lord. You know, and I just, and, and God just did an adjustment. And he says, what do you expect for unbelievers? To expect that. You know, if, if you can't handle this, what, what's going to come later? With persecution, physical persecution. You know, and I'm like, okay, God, all right. I need more Jesus, not a little more Jesus. I know Erica Campbell got the, I need more Jesus. Uh, thank you, Lord. 
First Peter chapter three, verses three through four. It says this, talking to about the women. Do not let your adorning be external. It doesn't mean not to to um, adore yourself physically, but don't let that be all that you adore. The braiding of hair, the putting on a gold jewelry, or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. So here Peter's talking to the wise, says don't just let your outer appearance be adorned, but clothe your spirit man or your inner person, inner man, or the hidden person of the heart be adorned with a quiet and meek spirit. Man, so I just wanted to extract the truth that you have a hidden man on inside of you, which is your spirit man. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Well, actually, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, and then we'll go to 1 Corinthians 14. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Well, you got to say amen. It says this, for the word of God is living and active. How many know God's word is active? It's alive. When you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit will take the words of the Bible and make them alive to you. It's more than just a book. It's the word of God. It's alive and active. And the next part says, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. The word of God will discern what is soulish and what is spiritual. What is fleshly, what is spiritual. Are you with me? The word of God is, is sharper. It will discern your very intent. It's the mirror, as James says, that reflects what's on the inside of you. It shows you your true self. So it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I have a sword that I got from um, my brother, um, Little John, and it's, it's a huge sword. And maybe I'll bring, no, I won't bring that next week because Destin will be into it. But th there's a sword I have, and it's, and it's sharp on both sides. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide between the soul realm and the spiritual realm. How do you know what's of God and what's of the human flesh? Like, it's for example, you can hear somebody sing that's extremely anointed, and you may sense something. Then you also can go to a concert and hear somebody who's not saved, and sing, and you're like, whoa, I, I feel goosebumps. The word of God discerns, is able to discern what is of God and what's not. So it has to be more than just your goosebumps. It has to be the word of God discerns what is of God or not. Just like the joints and the marrows. Okay, what, what's, where, where do you find your marrows? It's inside of what? Your bones, right? And your joints what, is, is what connects your bones together. Are you with me? Come on, come on, scientists, uh, bi biologists. Um, you, you, you understand that your joints is what com 
causes you, or helps your bones to not rub together, to wear down, to wear down over time. So thank God for your joints. Let's thank, thank God for our joints right now. Lord, thank you for our joints. Thank you for our joints, Lord. We thank you. And Lord, we thank you for our marrows. Lord, I thank you, Father. And, uh, Lord, it's within where our marrows, it produces what? The red blood cells and the white blood cells, things that are able to fight against diseases. Sometimes we neglect those things. And so the word of God is able, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, and it's able to divide the joints and the marrows. In other words, he's using this as an example. That doesn't mean that you go and cut out your joints, you know, and your marrow. But it actually just said it's sharper than any kind of sword that's able to do that. And it discerns, it's able to discern what is our motives. Amen. Amen. Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide the sun, their soul, and spirit. Now, your soul and spirit, they're connected. They're intertwined. And at the same time, the word of God is able to pull them apart if needed be. Okay, let's go to 1 Corinthians 14 now. 1 Corinthians 14, let's look at verses 13 through 16. It says, therefore, one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret. So when you pray in tongues, it's good to pray for interpretations. Now, that doesn't mean that God's going to give you an interpretation on everything that you pray in tongues. Like we've said in times past, there's two operations of tongues. Everybody say two operations of tongues. There's tongues for personal, private use, and there's tongues for public ministry. Private tongues or public uh, prayer life is for your edification. And many times people confuse the two. And they, a lot of times people who are against tongues, they, they will put that in this category of, of public ministry. Public ministry tongues is for there needs to be an interpreter. Private tongues, you don't necessarily need an interpreter. That's for your personal edification. That's for, where you, for you to pray daily in tongues. Paul says, I thank my God I pray in tongues more than you all. Thank you so much. I thank my God I pray in tongues more than you all. If Paul had to pray in tongues a lot, how much more than we need to pray in tongues? I'm telling you, when you pray in tongues, you're praying mysteries before God. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2, that he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. Howbeit in the spirit, he prays mysteries. So there's some mysteries that you need to pray out. Pray in tongues as much as you can. I'm not saying only to pray in tongues, but to pray daily in tongues. Make it a religious habit, just like you pray your prayers. Lord, bless me today. Lord, uh, protect my family today. Well, pray in tongues. Spend time building the foundation of praying in the Spirit, and you'll see a difference in your day. 1 Corinthians 14, it says, verse 13 says this. It says, if you pray in tongues, you should pray for an interpreter. Interpretation. Verse 14, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Hmm. So we need to pray. When we pray in tongues, guess who's praying? Our spirit is praying. By the Holy Spirit. So your spirit needs to pray. Now, I'm going to tell you this. There's sometimes that the spirit will lead you and your spirit will pray in your native tongue, but it's your spirit praying. 
Well, what is praying in tongues? It is um, the Holy Spirit gives you supernatural utterance to pray in this unknown tongue. Well, you can be spirit-led in your native tongue. It's connecting your tongue with your spirit, man, and you're praying out things that you did not even know about. You ever been around somebody like that? Or you ever done that? Where you end up praying and you're praying for specific things that you didn't know even know about what that person is going by. That is praying in the spirit just as much as praying in tongues. You should develop that. It takes time, but you should develop that. Now, granted, when you start first starting out praying in tongues, it may be pretty dry. It, your mind may be saying, you're making this up. It's, 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 it's um, childish. It's um, it's. I don't understand what I'm saying, but by faith, you pray in tongues. Just continue to pray and build yourself up on your most holy faith. And I'm telling you, you'll go from tongues to English or, you know, or to your native tongue language and go back and forth. And you learn to pray by the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 says, praying always with all types of prayers in the Spirit. So we need to pray in the Spirit, even in the Scriptures. Pray in the Spirit. I hope I'm blessing you. I hope this is helping you, that, that, that you can develop a prayer life. Not only, see, some people only pray in English, which is good to pray in English, but there, there's more than just praying in English. There's praying in other tongues, and then there's praying scriptures, and then there's praying by the Spirit, the Spirit leading you in your prayer life. Holy Spirit wants to invade your prayer life. He wants to lead you as you pray. He does. <laughs> uh, there, sister so-and-so that you're praying for, maybe there's some things he wants you to pray for that you had no physical or, or human knowledge about. Be open to the Spirit. I challenge you to be open in, to the Spirit of God in your prayer life. Holy Spirit, who shall I pray for today? And, you know, you might be going by your way and not thinking about a person, and he'll just lead you and drop somebody from high school or from middle school or elementary school, from an old church, former church, or a relative, and you'll begin to pray for them. And don't know what they're going through. And guess what? You're praying in the spirit for the protection of the saints. Ephesians 6 talks about this armor, but the armor only covers the front side. Guess what covers the back side? Prayers. Praying for all, praying in the spirit with, for all saints. So we cover each other in prayer. Amen. Amen. Let's go, continue on. It says, for if I, verse 14, 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So when you pray in tongues and you don't understand what you're saying, welcome to 1 Corinthians 14. Your mind is going to be unfruitful. Okay, now verse 15, what am I to do then? I will pray with my spirit, and I will pray with my mind also. Let's stop there. So again, you need to have best of both worlds. Pray in your native tongue, pray with your mind, and pray with your spirit. Now, most of us pray mostly in our, with our minds. Paul here says, I will pray with my mind, and I will pray in the spirit. Now, some people I know from one of the churches I was a part of about seven years, five years, uh, that's all they did is pray in tongues. <laughs> it's like, you need to pray some word. <laughs> you know, I understand. Oh, I just trust the spirit to give me the utterance. Well, if you know what to pray for, you don't need the spirit to pray for. Right? If you know somebody's sick, you don't need the spirit to intercede to lead you in tongues about healing. 
pray, you know what I'm saying? If you need a job, if you need some finances, pray for some extra hours. Pray for another job. Pray for a raise. You don't necessarily need the Spirit to lead you in that. You know what I'm saying? And somebody, I'll just trust the Holy Spirit. And they're just going into, it got so bad around the church that I was part of. It's called the prayer center. It was open 24-7. I loved it. Uh, when I was homeless for a season, I actually stayed at the church, but I, I act like I was praying all the time, <laughs> but I was sleeping there. <laughs> anyway, I, PD, when was you homeless? Okay, we'll get th- that. That's another story, another day. But here, I'm praying in tongues. Um, uh, well, people was praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit. So I guess they decided they wanted to, to pray all the time in the Spirit. So they recorded themselves and just played that. Dummies. <laughs> Dummies, dummies, just missed the whole point of prayer, but I'm sorry. All right. All right. First Corinthians 14, verse 14, 15, it says, what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit and I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with what? With my spirit and I will sing with my mind also. This morning, what we did, what did we do in prayer? And you know, I don't sing in front of anybody. <laughs> it's praying in tongues. We sung in tongues. That was the spirit, y'all, because I don't do that. My, my mom told me years ago, never sing in the public, and it has shaped my life. <laughs> but my, now my wife is trying to liberate me. <laughs> Come on, sing, baby. You can sing. That was good. That one note. <laughs> Just <laughs> um, but we sung in the spirit this morning. I'm telling you, there's a liberty when you pray, sing in the spirit. So sing with your understanding and sing with the spirit. That's your assignment this week. Amen. All right, let's continue. So here, the scripture tells us to pray uh, with the understanding and with our spirit. I just wanted to point out that we are spirit beings. Say, I am a spirit. I, am a spirit. I, have, a soul, I have a soul. And I live in a body. Live All right, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. I'm, this is how I, I am. The Lord is leading concerning what message to, pr- to preach week after week and what book to preach. I'm preparing for the fall so we can go back to preaching through a book. And I'm praying and asking the Holy Spirit to lead us as it relates to a book that, I mean, you know, you can just, there's 66 books. So there's 66 different books you can preach from. So I'm like, what, what book that will be what you want us to hear for now. And so I'm praying concerning those things. And, and it takes the leading of the Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. It says, so we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. So your spirit man is being renewed day by day. It never, never gets, it's, ne- it's not decaying. Our body is dying. You know, you know that, right? You can look at, um, you know, death skin. Um, we, we are perishing. One day, we, one day, each day we're a day closer to death. <laughs> Don't be afraid. <laughs> it's, it's a day closer to Jesus. That look, you know, that's the positive side. Of that. You know, uh, if we get one day closer to Jesus, <laughs> Jesus and I are gonna be together one day, naturally. All right. So, but our spirit man is not decaying; it's renewed day by day. For this light, 
momentary affliction is preparing for us an internal weight of glory beyond our comparison. It says, for the things, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. So our spirit man is a as part of who we are that we don't see. It says, for the things that we do see are temporal, are transit, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Your physical body right now is temporary, but your spirit is eternal. Now, one day we're going to have a physical, uh, brand new bodies. All right, I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures and I'm going to stop. We're just... Scratching the surface, the leading within. All right, I'm going to give you some scriptures dealing with the leading of the Lord. How do we, how do we know that God wants to lead us? Uh, the will of God, faith begins. How can you have faith for something that you don't have knowledge of, right? So how do you know that God wants to lead you and that he will lead you? Faith begins, you should write this down, faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. If the will of God is not known, you cannot have faith for it. So for the people who say, I have faith for a million dollars, the will of God is not known in scriptures, right? And we know from Romans 10, chapter 17, faith, begin, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you cannot have faith for something that is not known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. If you, get the, if you know the will of God, you can have faith for it. Are you with me? So let's go to some scriptures dealing with the leading of the Lord so that you can have faith that he'll lead you every day. Go to Psalm 5, verse 8. Psalm 5, verse 8. Now, this is David crying out to the Lord. Psalm 5, verse 8. We got to say amen. amen. It says, lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. Adopt that prayer. Make that part of your prayer. Lord, lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. Make your way known to me, God. That's Praying for the leadership of the spirit. Okay, of course, we know, go to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. This is a familiar passage of scripture. It's, you know, read a lot in, in funerals, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What a good confession. <laughs> what, 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 what a good promise. Lord, you shepherd me. And that shepherding is enough that I do not have lack. Amen. Thank you, Father. I may not have everything that I want, but I have you, for you are my shepherd, and you shepherd well. Ah. Verse 2, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And this one, he leads me beside still waters. So you may need some peace, so ask the Lord to lead you beside some still waters. Father, lead me into peace. He will lead you into peace. I need peace. Lead, he will lead you into peace. It says he leads me 
Oh, he restores my soul. I mean, no, we need, need our souls to be restored. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. So God, for his namesake, will lead you in his path, his right path, the right path. He'll lead you. So you, you, can, you can bank on that. You can take that to TD Bank. <laughs> so he leads me according to his, uh, for his name's sake. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. God wants to lead us. Amen. He wants to lead us beside still waters. He wants to lead us into righteousness. Lord, show me how to live more holy for you. He'll lead you into holiness. Amen. You know, sometimes people want just the leading of the Lord as it relates to day-to-day stuff, but he'll lead you concerning your spiritual life, your journey of faith. Psalm 25. Go to Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5. Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Make me to know your ways. Teach me your ways, O Lord. That, that, that should be the prayer of our cry of our hearts. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Teach me in the way that I should go. Lead me and guide me. Lead me into your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. That, that, that's rich right there. Go with me to Psalm 27. Psalm 27, verse 11. Psalm 27, verse 11. I like this one. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. I think King James says higher path, if I'm not mistaken. Who who has a King James today? Okay, no one does. (laughs) All right, I think it says higher. Is it does it say higher? Psalm 27, verse. Plain path, okay. It was a translation that says higher, but a, a level path because of my enemies. All right, go with me to Psalm 31. Psalm 31, verse 11. Psalm 31, verse 11. Actually, this is not... Oh, Psalm 31, verse 3. Psalm 31, verse 3. It says, For you are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. So, Lord, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me today. There's an old hymn um, that says, guide me, O Jehovah. Lord, lead me for your name's sake. Lord, I, I need to be led by you today. So your prayer should be for God to lead you every single day. Lord, lead me into safety. Lead me under the shadow of your, your wings. Lead me into prosperity. Lead me into health. You believe God will do that? Yes. Lead me how to be, how do I take these children who are arrows so I can point them in the right direction? Lord, lead me. Guide me. Help me to do my job. Help me to be proficient at my job. Even though it's not my dream job, but help me to be anointed for this job from right now. I, my confession is at my job, Lord, I thank you for helping me to make my manager more money. Why? What am I doing? I'm sowing seeds. Somebody going to help me make money. 
I'm sowing help. Somebody's going to help me. Lord, help me to help him. Help me to be a blessing. Make me a blessing. Lord, lead me, guide me, direct me. Season my words. I was praying this the other day. Season my words with grace. I mean, we need some gracious words. I mean, there's a lot of harsh words out there. But Lord, help me. Season my words with grace. May, may, my, 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 may my words be edifying and uplifting, even in the midst of a rebuke. May it be uplifting. Let me lift somebody out of sin into righteousness. God, help me. Lead me. Season my words. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation, let me, the things that I think about, may they glorify you. How many know you can think about some ungodly stuff? Come on. And, and, and we need the Holy Ghost in our meditation, in our minds. He's a God that is concerned about our minds because he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. So, Lord, let me love you with my mind today. You believe the Lord will lead you into a transformed mind? He will. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Psalm 32, verse 8. Give me a couple more minutes and we're going to stop. Psalm 32, verse 8. This is the Lord speaking. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. And I will counsel you with my eye upon you. <laughs> that, that's a promise. I mean, I'm telling you to this day, it's been over 10 years. I've taken that, that verse and memorized it and put it in my mouth. And when I walk, I said, Lord, I thank you that you instruct me in the way that I should go and guide me with your eye. ESV says, counsel, counsel me with my eye. With your eye. So you should pray and trust that God wants to instruct you in the way that you should go. The way that you should go will be different than the way your brothers and your sisters in Christ will go. Are you with me? The way that he'll lead you will be different than everybody else. So trust that he's going to lead you. Lord, you said in your words, Psalm 30, 32, verse 7, 38, I mean, sorry, Psalm 32, verse 8, that you will instruct me and teach me in the way that I should go. That's guidance. Lord, show me the way that I should go today. Lord, which way should I go? Not just only geographically, but, but just what should I do? What way should I go? What, how should I pray today? How should I study today? What should I look for? Opportunities today. Lord, show me. Order my steps. And that brings me to my, my last scripture. Psalm 37. Psalm 37. And I got three verses, and then we're going to call it... Um, Quit for today. Psalm 37 verse 4 says this. You know the scripture very well. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Growing up, I used to think, oh, I desire, you know, don't laugh at me too hard, but I wanted, I, I was in love with Brooke Shields. <laughs> she went to Princeton. I wanted to go to Princeton because she went there. And I'm like, I desire Brooke Shields. And you said you would give me the desires of my heart. Y'all think I'm playing, but I was serious. <laughs> I was serious. I, a young kid wanted to marry Brooke Shields. <laughs> but all right. So it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So that word delight in the Hebrew means to um, be... Uh, 
is to be putty, like putty in the hands of God, like clay. So I, I was like, delight. So to be happy in the Lord, <laughs> you know, I delight myself in the Lord today. So give me this desires. No, not quite. Delight means to be like putty, like clay in the hands of the potter. Lord, put your desires in my heart and you'll bring those desires to pass. As you spend time in the word and in prayer, praying in tongues and praying in English, you'll find that your desires will change and you'll begin to desire what he desires. Um, Jesus once said, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, that the Lord of the harvest will throw laborers into his harvest field. Then the next verse, the next passage, he turns around and he says, now you go. So a lot of times what you pray for, you'll end up living out. We, we, we have a saying, before you can walk it out, you got to pray it out. Pray it out and you'll walk it out. Pray for the leading of the Lord and you'll be led by the Lord. Pray for his blessings and you'll walk in his blessings. Pray for his favor and you'll find favor everywhere you go. So here it says delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires. That means he'll place those desires that you should desire and he'll bring those desires to pass. Not your own selfish desires. Are you with me? I remember one time, before I was a youth pastor at Agape, there was a young man who um, came. Um, it was a camp retreat, my first camp retreat with Agape, and I had a desire. I saw, you know, the activities, and I said, Lord, these kids need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. They need to speak in tongues. <laughs> and it just it doesn't make sense. And I was grieved by it. I mean, they had great messages, but I was like, they need to be filled. And so here I am coming, and Brother Arnie at the time, he was the youth director, he called me up. He says, you know, I want you to pray for some kids at the altar for salvation. So here, I had this great desire for all these kids to be filled, but I was praying that God would use me. So I endeavored to do what I desired. I prayed for the young lady to get saved. And then I prayed for her to get filled with the Holy Ghost <laughs> on the slide. <laughs> I said, you're going to get filled today. <laughs> and so I prayed for her, and she spoke in tongues, and she started crying. What is this? I said, it's the Holy Ghost, young lady. Um, and then she was confused because it wasn't coming from the pul pulpit. And so I'm praying. I'm like, God, use me. God, you know you grace me to pray for people to get filled with the Spirit. God, use me, Father. Had a young man just the other day, um, two nights ago. I prayed for him over the phone. And he got filled with the Holy Spirit over the phone, you know, speaking in tongues. And so I'm praying. I'm just like, God, please, Lord, use me. And I'm praying. I mean, they got canoe, canoeing and they're having fun. And I'm praying. I'm like, in my heart, I'm desiring for these kids to be filled. But I'm, I'm desiring that God would use me, too. And then I just kind of got in my heart. I said, you know what? It doesn't matter who God uses. So, Father, forgive me for being selfish even in ministry. Pray that you'll use whoever you want to. And there was this guy by the name of Pastor Michael McDuffie. He came and preached. And guess what he preached about? The Holy Ghost. 
And a bunch of kids, including Cleavon over there, got filled with the Holy Spirit, laid on this dirty floor up in the mountains speaking in tongues. <laughs> and, but in my heart, my desire was for God to use me in the gift that he's graced me with. But God's desire was to be glorified. And the way he was glorified was not through me at that time to be used by God through Pastor McDuffie. Are you, are you with me? So as you pray, spend time with God, begin to pray for the desires. And it may not necessarily be you that God uses. In the midst of it, it may be somebody else. And you got to be okay with that. All right, let's go. Two more verses. Verse 23. Verse 23. The steps of a man, King James says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord or established by the Lord when he delights in his way. So as you delight in the Lord, as you become like putty in the hands of God, the Lord will order your steps. And I heard Brother Arnie say years ago, whatever God orders, he pays for. So if he's ordering your steps, he's going to make sure that you're well taken care of. So as you delight, as you become like clay in the hands of the potter, he will order your steps. So every day I used to do this, and I'm getting back to this. I will walk to my car. Lord, I thank you for ordering my steps today. Why? Because I'm reminded little, um, I don't know what you call it, landmarks, little things to remind me to pray this. Lord, as I walk to, every day as I walk to my car, I'm going to pray that God order my steps. Lord, I thank you for ordering my steps today. You said in Psalm 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man or the, st the steps of a man are ordered or established by the Lord. And God, I thank you for ordering my steps. So pray for the ordering of your steps. Great song is called Order My Steps, Oh God. You know, order my steps in your word. Th that should be a prayer of ours. And last but not least, Psalm 32, verse 37. Mark the blameless and mark the blameless and behold the upright. For there is a future for the man of peace. In other words, mark, pay attention to the man or the woman who walks blameless before the Lord and upright before the Lord because the end of that man is shall be peace, shalom, nothing missing and nothing broken. When God orders your steps, you're going to end up in peace. Are you with me? The steps of a, of a good man are ordered, or the steps of a good woman, steps of a person are ordered by the Lord as he delights in his ways. God wants to lead us, church. He wants to lead you and guide you every step of the way. He does not want you to be out here by yourself. Too many of us do not depend on the Holy Spirit. We depend on our human natural knowledge. And how many know we're limited? You know the scripture in, in, in um, Proverbs chapter 3? It says, trust in the Lord with all your what? Lean not to your own, un but in all your ways, and not a chimp, and he shall what? So you need to acknowledge him more. You need to trust him with all your heart when your mind don't understand. I'm taking this job, and I do not understand why I'm taking this job. I'm going this way. I'm walking. I don't understand this. You got to trust God with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. Because all that you know is all that you know. But all that you know is not all there is to know. And God knows everything. He knows your future. 
And we know from Jeremiah 29, verse 11, oh, it's not for us today. The devil is a liar. So are they. Um, the, the, uh, many of the plans of God, they're great. We have a future and a hope. Yes, that's for Israel, but we can apply it for us today because we're in a better covenant. I didn't say better. Show me standing. Father, I thank you for your word. Lift up your hands. Thank you for your word. You promised to lead us. You promised to guide us. Father, we are like clay, like putty in your hands. Holy Spirit, help us to be like putty in the hands of the master. Mold us and make us. Shape our desires. Oh, God, teach me your ways. Come on, pray, saints. Say, oh, God. Teach me your ways. Lead me in your path for your name's sake. Oh, God, teach me your ways. Order my steps. Instruct me. Teach me in the way that I should go. May this week be a week led by the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name. I will trust in you. With all my heart, with all my soul, and I will lead not unto my own understanding, but in all my ways, I acknowledge you, starting today. Lord, I acknowledge your presence. I acknowledge that you're with me. I acknowledge your spirit lives inside of me. I acknowledge that Jesus is praying for me. I acknowledge that this Father is inside of me. I acknowledge that the Son is inside of me. I acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is inside of me. Greater is He that, that is in me than He that is in the world. For the greater one lives on the inside of me. I shall not be defeated. I shall have victory. Because greater, greater is he that is in me, is in me than he that is in the world. The greater one lives on the inside of me. He's greater than the devil. He's greater than people. So greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will not be afraid. I will witness. I will share the love of Jesus. I will do my job. Unto the glory of God. I will be prosperous. I will walk in favor. In Jesus' name. Now give God some praise. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We praise you, Father. We glorify your name. We thank you, Father. We thank you for leading us and guiding us and directing us. Oh, Father, forgive us for leaning, for us leaning on our own understanding. Father, we're limited, but you're not. You're not, Holy Spirit, you're not. We trust you. We trust you. Order our steps. Order, us, order our steps out of poverty into your prosperity. Order our steps out of sickness into your health. Order ourselves, our steps out of depression into your joy. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. Ah, yes. oh, Father, thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We glorify your name. Oh, bless your name. 
We bless your name, Lord. Order our steps out of um, danger into safety in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Order our steps out of danger. Oh, God, I thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Um, it's still recording, right? Keep it. Um, I, w- I just want to lead, sh- share with you this one thing that happened to me last week. Um, I, you know, part of my job is to inspect cars when they come back. I work at Enterprise. And I was inspecting this Suburban. I was checking it out. I went to walk away from it and to just, you know, close out the, the um, contract. And the Holy Ghost, I didn't hear a voice. But on the inside of me, so go back and check it again. And I checked it again. It was a big scratch on the roof. And I had to document it. I had to report it. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will lead you even on your job. He'll lead you even on your job. And one day I, I was closing out. It was late and I was tired. I just wanted to get home. And I went to my car and I was on, on my way home. And the Holy Ghost says, the safe is open. And I heard the Lord say the safe is open. So I turned back around. I said, my mind is playing games on me. There's no safe open. I'm just, why am I even doing this? I turned around and went back, and guess what? The safe was open. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. Amen. 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 Amen.